0: What's up, guys? From the heart of Montana, this is Carol College's student podcast, Big Sky, Small World. And we're all saying that part together. Big Sky, Small That's World. That's good. All right. Hello, everyone. Uh, this is three guys, four mics. I've got on this uh, segment this week, I've got uh, Mason, and then our guest, uh, Matt Keck, senior. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Fortunately, no Guillermo this week, but
1: that's all right. We got Mr. Matt Keck to fill in the gap. Um, Matt, starting off, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself. How about where you're from, how you got to Carroll, stuff like that.
2: I'm a senior here at Carroll. I'm a chemistry major. I'm from western Washington, from a town called Everett, which is just a little bit north of Seattle. It's really not a town. It's a city. There's a lot of people there. That's What, what else do you need to know, dude? I'm Sorry. not gonna talk um, about myself. Let's
1: see here. <laughs> How'd you come to Carroll? What uh, got you
0: here?
2: Yeah, so I came... Because I came to Carroll as pre-med, and I was like, oh, I want to be a doctor. That's super cool. And I took one biology class. I was like, ooh, biology stupid. So do not want to do that.
1: Yeah. So th- there's no.
2: That's like one of the big reasons I came to Carroll was, it was pre-med. pre-med. Yeah. And then you Montana, hear? you know, it's nice and outdoors, mm-hmm. and I like that. And then I've spent zero time in college outdoors, which has been horrendous. When you know did something. you change your major? Oh, freshman Changed year. That. Right away? Like, three months into freshman year. I was like, no, biology is the worst science that exists.
0: How would you hear about
1: Carol?
2: I had a high school counselor who was really fond of Carol. Like, he'd never been here before, but he was like, man, it's so cool. They're in the mountains. It's pretty sweet. Like, it's a small town. Like, you'll love it. And I was like, okay, I'll go check it out. And I checked it out and said, it's pretty all right. I really like it here. I guess we'll
1: go here. Nice.
0: So how would how do you describe your time here, so f- or not so far, but, I mean, coming to an end? Would you say your four years has been a good experience? Yes, absolutely. First two years were a little rough. Um, last two been a freaking blast. So
2: if there's anybody, I don't know if people listen to this, but if there's anybody listening to this as a freshman <laughs> or sophomore, like, it gets better. Like, if those two years sucked, junior and senior year are a lot of fun.
0: I'd agree on that, at least.
1: I so mean, far. I've had a blast so far. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, sophomore year has been
0: better than freshman year. but it, Oh, freshman is the worst. It always gets better, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even. And then so. you get
2: to senior year, and you're like, okay, I'm ready to leave. Yeah. And then you don't want to leave, kind of, because you're like, oh, but I like these people. So.
1: Obviously, you know, prayer is a really important part of your life. Faith is really important in your life, hand oh. in hand, obviously. And you're going to the seminary next year. Yes, I am. Would you like to tell us a little bit about your discernment process and kind of your story about how you got to that point?
2: Yeah, absolutely, I can. Another big reason I came to Carroll was um, I've been to Catholic school my whole life. My mom's a Catholic school principal, um, so kind of, like, lived in that whole tradition my whole life. Carroll was a Catholic school, and I knew that was important, and it wasn't because of faith. It was like Catholic schools are just better than other schools, uh, which is fair. It's mostly true. So I came to Carroll, and um, actually when I was visiting my senior year, right before I made my decision to come here, um, the chapel had just been built. And for whatever reason, like, looking back, I can look back on it now and say, oh, there was something going on there. Like, my heart was definitely pulled towards Carroll College simply by that chapel. Looking back, like, that's a really important experience uh, for me on my decision to come to Carroll. Freshman year, I don't know. I came in kind of reluctant to get into the faith life. Like, I was about it, you know what I mean? But I wasn't necessarily super interested, super into it. Like, it was good. We had a good peer minister on my floor. We had a good group of guys on my floor, four of whom are going to seminary next year. Yeah, so freshman year, I broke up with my high school girlfriend, which is probably the best thing that I've done in my whole life. So I came second semester freshman year, and I was like, okay, I need to be about my faith. And what that looked like was actually being about prayer and getting into it. Now, it started like with 20 minutes a day, and then not on weekends, because weekends don't count. Those aren't real days. So I was praying Monday through Friday at 20 minutes in the morning. My roommate at the time did not appreciate that I woke up at 7 o'clock in the morning to pray, which now I look at, like, that's not even that early. Apparently, it was way too early for somebody in mm-hmm. their freshman year of college. But, yeah, no, it was super good, um, that experience of learning how to pray and then just coming in through that. Actually, so uh, I was praying a lot, praying a lot, and everybody was telling me, oh, you know, if you pray, your life gets better. You pray, your life gets better. You pray, your life gets better. I went home for break and, you know, I didn't really pray, didn't really care, whatever, you know, worked, drank, had a good time. Enjoyed it. Then I came back sophomore year and I was like, okay, I need to be about it. I need to get back into prayer. I need to get back and centered. So I started praying an hour each morning, early in the morning. Um, and again, people kept telling me, you know, your life gets better. Your life gets better. If you keep praying, keep praying. It'll be good. So I kept noticing that. What the hell? My life isn't getting better. Why is everybody else's life getting better? Everything, everybody else to me seemed like they were doing great. Uh, they were in a good time. And like prayer was actually helping them, making, making them grow as people. Looking back, like, God was telling me just be patient and let him work in his own time. Me, of course, being the uh, belligerent and impatient person that I am, decided that I was doing something wrong. So went on retreats and stuff, had a good time, committed to prayer, kept committing to prayer. You know, first half of sophomore year really doesn't matter. Second half of sophomore year, I applied for peer ministry because I was like, I'm about it. I'm a good Catholic man. I should be a peer minister, right? Fully set on, I'm going to be a peer minister. Like, that. that is... That is who I'm going to be. That is all I'm meant for and all I'm made for. Yeah, so that was also not true. <laughs> and uh, oh. no, that was hard. I was absolutely brutalized by that. I remember sitting down and just being like, one of the peer ministers at the time, who didn't live on my floor but who lived on the floor above me, um, said some really harsh things to and I was just like, dang. Like, that's hard that you're saying stuff like this after I already got rejected. And I was like... He sent him to you? Yeah, sent him to me. Oh, okay. He's a good guy, and, like, we've talked about <laughs> it, but, no, he said some real harsh things. And I remember just sitting there after being rejected from peer ministry, getting the email and everything, and being like, you know, maybe I'm just not meant for any of this, which was really brutal to feel like you weren't actually valued in the faith life or whatever it was um, or seen as a good man. Because that as a sophomore, all you think is that everybody who's a peer minister is a good and holy person and they're all like the best possible people that could exist The reality is it's not true but it's the image that you build for yourself in your mind so i was praying with that a lot and i was just like what am i supposed to do what am i supposed to do with my life i went on a discernment retreat uh that we had here at carroll with um some people from um some from msu and it was really great it was a good opportunity to just meet some people learn some things about the faith and uh, at that time, I didn't really know Anthony and Alex Thomas, two of my good friends now, but I didn't really know them. And they approached me and said, hey, do you wanna come live with us next year? We're getting a house, it'll be great. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, I wanna go live with you guys. So I went and lived with those two uh, my junior year, which was really great. And you know, at the end of my sophomore year, we went on a trip down to, before COVID killed us all, I went on a trip down to uh, the seminary in Denver And I remember going down being like, oh, I'm going to hate this. Like, I hate seminary. I'm not going to do this. I'm not made for this. I don't want to do any of this, right? And I went down, and uh, somebody remarked to me earlier this year. It's like, you know, you wanted to hate it so bad, and you just had the time of your freaking life. And I was like, yeah, I did. I know that. But, like, I didn't want to like it. One of the guys on that trip was like, seminary's cool, but, like, I definitely know it's not for me, even after visiting for a week. And I was like, that's what I felt like I should feel like. But then there's still, like, The disposition my heart was like, no, you actually need to know more. So, yeah, of course, as a freshman or a sophomore in college, I was like, I got it figured out. I know what I'm doing. Then COVID hit, ripped us all apart from the rest of the world. (laughs) 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 Sorry. Uh, And then I just went to, um, came back my junior year the summer before it, um, started praying on the regular. Again, for the first time since before March. So it was like March is when we left. So I went two months without going to mass or really seeing people at all. Because when I came back to Helena that summer, there was mass in person again. Um, But there hadn't been mass in person at all when I left home. Um, And my mom, she still didn't have mass in person until like October of that year. And I was like, I got back in May and I was like, mass, chapel I can go to, like actual prayer, like sign me up. I got my buddy Anthony a job, so we were both working at U-Haul. We had a good summer. We prayed a lot together. You know, we had a good time we actually grew in that Christian brotherhood. And then I don't know what you want me to talk about with prayer. Like from there it's pretty much just a straight yeah. shot of like prayer, going to mass, receiving the sacraments all the way through, you know, really feeling like obviously looking back, I'd felt the call multiple times like sophomore year on my sophomore retreat. I told Father Mark, I'm like, "Yeah, actually I need to I need to be in discernment group." I'm not sure why. And at the time it was like I'm going to decide that it's not for me at all. And then if I decide it's not for me by going to discernment group, then it's like, then I've covered all my bases. Like, I'm not deciding on my own. Like, I've done this through a discernment group or whatever it was, and so I'm good to go. Of course, as, uh, what is it, Jeremiah? Jeremiah says, you duped me, Lord, and I let myself be duped. So, yeah, I <laughs> looking back, I kind of feel duped by the Lord, but I wouldn't have had it any other way. Because there's something joyful and beautiful about it that's it's inexplicable unless you've experienced it. hmm but, yeah, I mean, that didn't mean that, like, I didn't ask people out or didn't, like, have interest in girls or anything either. It's, like, that didn't go away just because I decided to be in discernment group. And, uh, obviously, like, when you're in discernment group and you, like, ask girls out, it kind of feels like grasping sometimes. Like, you're like, ooh, like, I really don't want to go to seminary because I'm really nervous about it and it's scary. That girl's attractive. I'm going to ask her out and everything will be okay. And uh, did that a couple times. Didn't work out as Deacon Tyler Folek soon to be. A priest once said, some men choose celibacy. Celibacy chooses (laughs) others. But yeah, Tyler, that's kind of been the motto of my discernment.
0: (laughs) I just just have a question. You're talking about like that whole time during COVID, not going to mass. Like, would you say uh, like not being able to do all that and everything and like not having those opportunities that like took a toll on your faith a little bit? Or did you say you like kind of kept like it consistent through that time? No, uh, I'm shaking my head. I had, I had,
2: faith, but the second everything was gone, I mean, it all went to shit. Yeah,
0: like I'm sure that's the case with lots of people. Yeah, of course, you don't have opportunities for those sacraments, and that obviously makes a big difference. I, I think I prayed, and like this is where
2: discipline is necessary, and I don't have that discipline. Like I'm not a very disciplined person, and I wasn't then. I'm more disciplined now, but I had no way to uh, pray. That was good and helpful because I'd be like, oh, 20 minutes is all I really need. And then that 20 minutes turned into five and that five turned into nothing. And I was having classes early in the morning and I was on my computer all day and it was just soul sucking and terrible. And it didn't kill my faith, but it definitely killed my faith life.
1: What is one word of advice, not necessarily one word, but some advice that you would give people on campus that want to get deeper into their faith life?
2: Okay, so I know I said like freshman year for (laughs) me, I was like listening to people who said, Pray, and I was, like, doing it, and there was nothing that was going on. But genuinely, like, if you're not going to Mass on Sunday, start going. Or whatever tradition you are, go to a church service or whatever. Get involved. And if you're not praying, like, start with 10 minutes in a chapel. Don't do it in your room, because everybody says, oh, I'll do it. I pray in my room. I pray alone. Or, like, I just get the scriptures out, and I pray with them. it's like, yeah, that's great. Like, you can do that. But you don't actually get into prayer. Unless you're in a place outside of where you live. Yeah. You know how like you can't really study in your room? Like you have to go somewhere else to go study. That's exactly what this is. The places that we have, like our room or wherever it is, our kitchen or house or whatever, like they're good for what they're good for, which is like eating, living and all that. But it's not a place to pray because we get way too distracted by the things that are there. So go and pray 15 minutes a day in the chapel. I'd say that's the best advice that I was ever given, even if it's hard, because it'll be hard. There'll be days so when you just sit there, and it's like, nine minutes to go.
0: Yeah, kind of just waiting for it to be over. Still Thinking nine minutes that. to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel like that. I mean, I felt like that quite a bit. Oh, for and, sure and, and it happens often. Yeah.
2: The spiritual life ebbs and flows. Like Everybody's like, oh, every time it's got to be a great mystical experience, mm-hmm. and I'll be praising yeah. God the whole time, and like Amen. it'll be amazing. And sometimes <laughs> the Lord is just like, I want you to sit with me. Just be silent. And just be with me. And we don't we don't like to be silent because if we're silent, then the real stuff actually comes up, the things that he wants to heal in our lives. That doesn't mean take them away, but like heal them.
1: What does that prayer time look for you? Look you want, like for you? you.
2: You want the mat kick, like, like today holy yeah. hour the mat kick holy hour model. Yep. Like exactly everything that I do. Sure. All right. So I pray six no, I <laughs> I don't pray six, six hours rosaries. Hours I pray six hours a day. Um, four of them are spent in the chapel, mm-hmm. two of them are on walk. No. Um, make it consistent. Do it every day like make it consistent in time, do it every single day, and make the kind of bare bones structure the same of prayer every day. Like if those are three things that you can do, do them. So I try to make it if I don't sleep in past my first alarm, I usually make it to the chapel around seven fifteen, seven thirty in the morning sometimes earlier. just depends on how I'm feeling. So I'll go in and I'll pray. I'll usually start with, so I don't pray any devotionals in actual prayer. Um, Those are for outside. So I'll pray my Divine Mercy Chapel, my rosary, everything. That'll be on my own time to actually just remind myself. So I pray my Divine Mercy Chapel at like three. I pray my rosary either on my walk to the chapel or my walk home from school. I usually start with actual just gratitude, just saying like, Lord, thank you for this day for all these good things, whatever it is. Like, whether it's what people have done in your life. Like, Mason and I had a good conversation the other day. It's like, praise God for that. Thank you. For all those little things that we think aren't that important, um, because it's really easy to say. It's like, oh, thank you for Carroll College. Thank you for my school. Thank you for my intellect, whatever it is. And you don't actually, like, go into, like, okay, what am I actually thankful for? So I usually do that for about 10 minutes, roughly. I don't actually know the exact time. And then if I'm reading a spiritual book at that time, I'll usually do five or 10 minutes, of reading, or if I'm reading scripture, that's what I'll do as well. I had my Bible stolen recently, so I haven't been praying scripture as much, which isn't really that good. And then usually I'll spend, no, this isn't for everybody, but I spend 25 to 30 minutes just in silent prayer and whatever that looks like. So that could be meditating on a reading, just meditating on my own life, or whatever the Lord wants to bring up. And a lot of what that looks like is just ruminating on whatever the Lord's giving me. So sometimes he's given me nothing, and I'm really like, Brutal, sitting there like, okay, 20 minutes left. <laughs> All right, Lord, I'm listening. You're saying nothing, but I'm listening. I mean, in reality, he's not saying nothing. Uh, he's just saying to sit with him. And, uh, again, we're not good at being still.
1: Nice. When did you realize that you are going to go to the seminary, or you wanted to apply for the seminary?
0: Do you want, the like, the full story, like, the in-depth, like, okay. Whatever you feel I like, mean, whatever like, I mean, when did you, like, Really know this was like, like what point, I well, guess, no, over these last few years? <laughs> what point did I know? No, if you ask <laughs> Caleb
2: Mitchell, who's a seminarian right now, it was two and a half years ago. <laughs> he told me that he knew uh, on November, oh, he knew it, yeah. yeah, he knew after Bishop's ordination, he was like, that's gonna apply to seminary. I was like, okay, Caleb, you didn't actually know that. He's like, I knew. He did his little Caleb thing. Right. like that's that happened. That, that kind of sounds familiar. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> so i actually hold on i'm looking up the day it was on the feast day of st charles borromeo which was november 3rd november feast day november 4th okay november 4th so that was the day
0: of what last year junior year no this year oh okay
2: like this year is when i decided like i'm gonna apply i'm gonna do this okay you guys both know jack nobody else knows jack jack has only one experience in his life that he's talked about where it's like I knew, like, I felt the voice of God telling me something to do. That was the only day in my life I've, like, legit, not the only day, but the only day it's been a clear voice saying, just come follow me, and I'll give you all the rest besides. And I was like, all right, seminary it is. (laughs) Nice. But, yeah, that that was the day. I mean, looking back, again, it's like there were a myriad of points in my life where I was like, oh, yeah, the Lord was pointing me here. I don't know, I think I was eight years old sitting in my – in mass, and, like, I'm sitting there, and I remember just watching my pastor at the time, and he was, like, I think he was, it was during the Eucharistic period, because I was on my knees, I remember being, like, I want to do that, and then immediately after, my thoughts were, like, no, you don't, you don't want to do that, (laughs) you don't want, you don't want anything to do with that, that would be the worst thing possible for you, and I was, like, you're right, that, that would be a bad idea, you were Uh, eight, (laughs) I was eight years old, and then another one would be, I don't know, probably a couple years down the road, my mom looked at me, so me and my brother were sitting in the backseat, only one from the car. My mom says, you know, I was listening to whoever it was um, at mass, and she was like, have you guys ever thought about being priests?' priest? But she didn't look at my brother at all. She stared, stared me down, and I was like, uh, I just looked at her, and she's like, no, seriously, have you? And looking at, straight at me, and I was like, I hope that like she meant to look at me, my brother and me at the time, and I was like, no, I would never. I, I remember saying that to her. And she was like, all right, just thought I'd ask. So those are two moments, obviously, like, looking back that I think of. So your mom always knew, too. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, maybe she did.
1: (laughs) She'll tell you when she tells you. Oh, yeah. No,
2: I don't think she knew. knew. I remember calling her after I made the decision. So I I made my decision on that Thursday. And I remember calling her on Friday and being like, Mom, I'm going to apply to seminary um, for the Diocese of Helena. And she's like, good. I'm so excited. I was like, (laughs) great. Usually moms and parents aren't very excited because, like, oh, no, my son, like, he's not going to have kids. Like, how is he going to be loved? All that. my mom was like, nah, he's good.
1: (laughs) She gave you plenty of it? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, looking back, the decision was kind of coming no matter what. Nothing I really had ever interested in a girl ever really worked out. Like, not that I didn't want it to. It just wasn't in it for me. When you're a guy who lives a very strong prayer life and needs prayer and needs to be with the Lord, just kind of works out that way.
0: Nice. Are you going to St. Paul? Is yeah. So the one I'll, you got accepted to? Yeah. So I'll
2: be going to um, St. Paul Seminary in the fall. I mean, I'm provisionally accepted. I say that quoted because I'm pretty much accepted, uh, barring my physical saying that I'm a cancerous piece of crap, <laughs> and I'm about to die, so...
0: So you don't have any more interviews, though? No, I don't have any so, more interviews, yeah.
2: which is nice. There was a lot of stress taken off having those interviews, like, right after spring break. Whereas, like, the guys who are applying to Denver have them during finals week. Mm. Yeah. That's brutal. That's tough. Neither of them have finals, though. Oh, <laughs> like, it's not I'm, brutal. <laughs> like, neither of them <laughs> <laughs> do. They're just like, I can't believe we have stuff during finals week. now. I'm like, shut I up. <laughs> I had mine on a Monday, like, in the middle Lady. of a class, and I left my class.
1: How was your life changed since applying for the seminary. How's my life? If changed? it has. Oh, I'm so sure it has, it. but
2: I'm gonna preface this. I'm being sarcastic, but everything has gotten so much better and life is so good. I have no problems anymore. <laughs> right. Um like, no. I'm I'm still Matt, like I'm the same dude. Mm-hmm. It's changed in a way that like my relationship with the Lord has changed. Um, in the way that I'm like, no, I'm gonna do this. And it's it's no longer that tiptoeing around of him being like, you know, you might want to do this. And now he's like, okay, you're doing this. And I'm like, yeah, I know I'm doing this. And he's like, are you scared? And I'm like, yeah, I'm scared. <laughs> no, it's, it's good. Like, it hasn't been, like, terrifying too much. Like, it's a little terrifying. But I don't know. Life is good. I've got good priests who are guiding me. So I'm not really worried, you know.
1: No, your interview was on, on Monday. And that reminds me of Monday, Jimmy Buffett. Great song. Great artist. Oh, gosh. Uh. So tell us about Mr. <laughs> Buffett, huh? Jimmy what's, Buffett. what's your
2: favorite song? My favorite song, oh, gosh, it's so hard. So. Changing the subject up it, here. It just mm-hmm. depends. Yeah, so this is a very <laughs> different change of subject, but I love it. I love Boat Drinks. That's, like, one of his, like, normal songs. Mm-hmm. Everybody listens to Boat Drinks. Boring. It's, like, it's great, yeah. It's, like, Last Man Go in Paris. Great Phenomenal
1: song. song.
2: Yes. Bama Breeze. Phenomenal. Dukes on Sunday? Phenomenal. Can the guy write a bad song? No. No, he can't write a bad
0: song. Just can't.
1: I probably would agree with you. He can't write a bad
0: song. I'm driving home tomorrow afternoon. I think I think I've decided that I'm just gonna play Jeremy Buffett the way home. That's could be the best decision Boy. you ever make in your life. It's his aren't, his people going in your car to to aren't your aren't people going in your car with you? Breeze driving with me? Oh, and she's she, gonna have to deal she with, doesn't get to touch She's going to have to deal with Jimmy Buffett the whole four she, hour. What do you mean ride. deal with? No. She gets to she enjoy gets the to. presence of Jimmy she's Buffett. She's a musician. Yes. She'll her.
2: love it. She gets to. She can understand it. She's like, she's a musician. She'll love it so much. i like, Oh to. my gosh, this is incredible. Like, I can't believe that I was never exposed to this much Jimmy Buffett. Songs you know
0: by heart. And the songs you don't know by heart. Songs you don't know by we heart. We need more... Uh, Floor, it's floor, Jimmy floor Buffett, Jimmy Jam Buffett sessions outside the hall. I agree, and Charles. But only if you guys join
1: me and Jack for more than ten minutes. Come on now.
0: I was there a long time.
1: People are coming and going though. Time flies when you're listening to Jimmy. It
2: really doesn't, because every song is like <laughs> this is so good. Is you want so to good, you just rest in it and just like sit with it comfortably and be like, oh, this is, this is what I needed today.
0: It's is true. It right. Such uh, a good song. They're all good. Cheeseburgers all good. in Paradise, though. Mm. Pencil-thin mustache? Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: Such a good song. Great song. Well, Matt, I guess we got one more question for you. How long have we been talking Oh, let's uh, –
0: I'm going to wrap it up with something else first before we get to that. Would you say – you think you're going to miss Carol? It was like – Hardest question I mean, of the day? yeah.
1: You're making me
2: think about that one a little bit. Like, there's <laughs> stuff I'm definitely not going to miss. Like, I'm not going to miss – How, I don't know, like, I'm going to miss some professors. I'm going to be glad some professors (laughs) I'll never see again. Or maybe I will. You never know. I'm going to miss a lot of you guys, which is going to be really, really tough for me because I'm going to be like, dang.
0: So more so the people than the school More so the people
2: than the school. Like, I love the school. And, like, obviously, like, I've done really well here. Like, the chemistry program is fantastic. Like, there's good professors who really actually do care about their students compared to some other departments. Um, I won't name names, but there are definitely departments here who just don't care about their students. But chemistry, for sure, like, those professors, like, regardless of our differences in whatever aspect that may be, like, they truly want the best for their students. Uh, So I'll miss those guys for sure. And I'll miss, you know, the classes that I really enjoyed as much as I complain about physical chemistry. It's a fun class. I enjoy it. I enjoy the professor. I enjoy the class. And then, yeah, the people for sure. So, like, all the guys who I'm graduating with, like, everybody who's graduating with me, I'm like, yeah, we're leaving. We did it. And it's like, oh, yeah, we're leaving. Most of you I won't see you for, like, at least three <laughs> or four years if I see you ever again. And there's people I'm close with where I'm, like, or relatively where I'm, like, I might not see you for, like, four years. And that's, like, a hard thing for me to grasp, grasp because, like, right now most of these people are, like, five-minute walk from my house, you know. A minute drive most of my seat on a daily basis and then just to not have that anymore and I'm excited for seminary like I'll meet good people <laughs> good guys uh, and I'm going with a couple really good dudes and then the sophomores like you guys will be here when I come back over Easter hopefully yeah unless you all drop <laughs> out we'll you guys now. could Very drop out I mean that's case. really not that bad <laughs> yeah, I'm, a, I'm
1: a year by year <laughs> a year by year I think you're a minute by minute really <laughs> we all are
2: but yeah I mean like I'll come back and I'll see you guys but That'll be the only time I see you out of the year, which which is also going to be pretty tough.
1: Well, we'll miss At you least as until well, Mister uh, MacCack.
2: At least until you two come to seminary as well. So, no comment
1: to be continued. <laughs> anyway, oh, okay, <laughs> I'll tell Bridget. Um, right? One more follow-up question. <laughs> I dare you.
2: <laughs> I will. I'll tell her you said that. You said to be continued.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: stepped away from the mic like, uh, don't tell her.
0: No. Just gotta just give it a while to think about it, you know. Mm. I mean, also, you've been dating for like maybe. A, yeah, we're gonna maybe cut like two all weeks. of this. I Professor hope. You Hansen. <laughs>
2: uh, Dr. Hanson, don't cut it. Uh, just let it. No, let no. it be in here. I just want this to be known and <laughs> no. out into the world <laughs> that <laughs> Mason Yoakum might leave his girlfriend to go to. Seminary.
0: No, no. Oh I hope gosh, I we're cutting in. all of that. Okay. Um, <laughs> Stop. Now to get to not cutting stuff. Yes. Um,
1: now we're not cutting this.
0: Are you going, before the final question, are you going to miss living in the brothedral? Curious about that.
1: Yeah,
2: so I mean, regardless of whatever challenges come with living with a bunch of other dudes who don't clean up their crap, um, <laughs> sorry, they're not going to listen to this. I feel free to roast them. Patrick's messy. <laughs> Luke is messy. <laughs> Alex is messy. Nathan is messy. Dang. Not that I'm perfect, but You're pretty messy. I'm really not. I'm just kidding. Is it like, clean?
0: Cleanest probably.
2: I am the cleanest. Kind of I don't
0: think it's close.
2: <laughs> but um, they'll never listen to this. I'm gonna miss it. Like <laughs> it, it's living with good dudes. It's nice fraternity. It's actually like engaging in a way. It's like trying to move forward. Obviously, this year hasn't been nearly as good. Part of that is like you know me being busy and everybody else being stressed all the time. And I don't know. We haven't had the Brolympics this year. And I just it's a shame. Bro down, bro down.
1: Oh yeah, we haven't had a bro down. You still have I somebody's got to defend the belt. That's me, the Bro Meister.
2: But nobody next year is gonna be like nobody there next year is gonna remember defending the belt. So I mean, we got to do it this year at some point.
1: And we only have we've f-
2: got two, two weeks. weeks left. Okay, hold on. What's the Saturday before finals? The fourth, third or fourth? No,
0: fifth.
1: that's not true no. because the first is Sunday. It so is. So this
2: Saturday, May seventh. Seventh. Um, Later on, I don't think I have anything going that day.
1: Well, hypothetically. <laughs> hypothetically
0: speaking,
2: if you were hypothetically there to hypothetically defend the, the belt,
0: ring. yeah. Let's just let's say it's just Mason versus I in one game. Winner gets the belt. Or if I win, I get to take it from him. If he wins, he gets to keep it.
2: I almost want to make it a relay race from like campus or somewhere, just to like really screw with people. It's like I think that'd be really funny because then I know Mason couldn't win. Yes, I could. You could. I've be been a running. a lot. Relay race. <laughs> a relay race. Would would no, to, I I to like get there, and then cool from it's there, good. it's like your team gets this base scoring, and that's when you go into the individual competitions. That's
1: fair. I've okay. been running. Should be interesting. Anyways, okay. Final one question. last question, Matt. We go can. ahead. Mm-hmm. Who wins in a fight, a grizzly bear or
0: a gorilla? This something we've asked everyone on this podcast, and the answers Whoa, haw, haw, the answers haw, haw, have varied haw. pretty decently.
2: It's not close. It's grizzly
0: bear. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You're just wrong. I think that's the majority on this show.
1: No, no, no. Razor we got sharp Mark claws. To basically, say gorilla. That's he in did the not past. say I was
2: there. Basically he Basically, said, said I won't answer that. We which means gorilla because he didn't
0: want to sound better than everyone else. <laughs> okay, we talked about this for like 20 minutes on a previous podcast about the whole Mark Wahlberg Mark question. I was there. No he definitely answer, did not answer or yeah. give any inclination so otherwise. This is about Chrisley you. Bear. You think Grizzly Bear, that's all it matters. And I agree. Mason disagrees. Okay. Mason's wrong.
1: And you're both wrong. No, anyways, you're wrong.
0: But, okay. This has
1: been another episode of Three Guys, Four mics. Unfortunately, Guillermo wasn't with us. But, Matt Keck, thank you so much for sharing with us today. And we look forward to potentially having you on again.
2: Sure when.
1: I don't know. We'll figure that out when Dude, we get there. It's two See weeks See you next year. That's all right. Well, it's been three guys, four mics. Thank you very much. Uh, Big Sky, Small World Production.
2: That's really weird just carrying